Hoje o sol nasceu mais cedo, começou o dia O galo cantou as quatro motivos pra poesia Agradeço a Deus por mais um dia de vida Seis horas da manhã, tô pronto pra batida Hello, this is Pedro Coquenão, also known as Cuqueirão, or other names that people call me because my name is so strange. Uh, and I'm here uh, at Soundway presenting my project called Batida. How did Batida started? It started as a almost like a, a personal need that I had uh, at the time, which was around 2007, to promote new African music. There was this idea well spread uh, of a uh, uh, more ethnic, traditional world music uh, sense of African music that I wanted to oppose to to this more uh, new, fresh, uh, original and urban uh, kind of music that I, that I was listening to coming from Luanda uh, and especially South Africa. Uh, so I proposed a, a radio show to the national radio uh, in Portugal, Antena 3, uh, also to RDP Africa. That was approved in 2007. At the time I was actually in Luanda, spending some time. So started as a radio show and, and then evolved to a, to a more musical one. Because at the time, after a while, I was missing a bit uh, the link between the more, the more like the rootsy side of, of the music and, and, and the new things I was listening to. So I decided uh, to make my own edits, mixing old stuff with uh, the new stuff and that's how, how the, the first edits and the first sketches uh, for the Batida musical project started. So how did I kept uh, the link to, to Angola? It's actually a blood link because I, I, I was born there and, and I grew up uh, in Lisbon but it was not like a, an option at the time, it was not like a, a voluntary decision. The, the big part of my family that, that came to Portugal ran from from war first the independence war and then the civil uh, civil war that lasted for more than 20 years so it was like a condition of being here but not being here so everyone was always talking about going back um, and talking about how how things were and how things could could be again so it was like being on a different space talking about a different time it, it was kind of uh, strange actually and, and about feeling a different kind of Portuguese because uh, we were not like the typical Portuguese we all the people that came from Angola uh, from war first uh, independence and then civil war uh, so I spent most of my childhood like listening to these stories listening to music uh, and and hearing about uh, a reality that was not the same as the, the one I had here in in, in Lisbon. So at, at, at the beginning it, it was a bit hard, not, not especially for me because I was just a kid and for me everything was fun. But um, nowadays I, I, I can recall some, some of the challenges that, that my family had coming from a different background and because Portugal was also in, in very um, uh, deep changes after the revolutions. The link got stronger when I started going back to South Africa because some of my family went to South Africa. And so during my teenage life, I went to South Africa a lot. Each time my family had, an, had the money to, to invite me. So I used to go there um, listening to uh, all these Angolan stories and also getting to know a bit of the, 
the South African culture. And then only when the civil war ended after 2000s, I got back to, to, to Luanda and, and, and it was quite, quite strong. Everything that I, I used to hear and all, all the smells, all, all the, the, the colors, all the, all, the, all the smiles, all the rhythms, everything made, made more sense to me. And yeah, so it was like not being there, but spend, spending all my life listening about it and then going back and everything made, made sense. So yeah. And, and, and after that first visit, I tried to go there as much as I can. And I, I started uh, developing uh, friendships and relations with old familiars that didn't left Angola. And especially with friends and, and artists and musicians that I that I got to know. It's, it's been different each time uh, I visit Angola since, since the civil war ended. Uh, the first time I, I, I was in Luanda and there are like two different, uh, two different spaces. Luanda is one thing, the rest of the country is a completely uh, uh, other thing. Um, there are very, the, the country is, is quite big, but you have like the diamonds uh, exploitations where you still have uh, human slavery. Uh, you have the the, 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 the the oil exploitations, you have the, 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 the countryside where people still live in, in, in more like a traditional uh, condition with, with, with a soba and a, almost like a tribal condition. But then you have small cities that are developing uh, now that the, everything is, 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 um, is flowing because the country was divided first in three parts and then lately in two. Nowadays it's only one. And so you, you have everything flowing uh, in the country. So the country is quite, is like growing uh, uh, from, from, from the war uh, damages. First with, with lots of uh, problems with the mining. Uh, that was like very visible on the first time I was there. Lots of people in the city with no legs or arms because it was really uh, a very normal thing for people to come to the city and, and stepping on a, on a mine uh, on the way. Um, Yes, yeah, so, so it was quite hard at the beginning, um, uh, still is, uh, the, the city Luanda itself was built for 600,000 uh, people uh, maximum and uh, I think that nowadays you have like a, a, an estimated population of 6 million so it's really too many people for, for, the, for the structure that the city was built to. And uh, yeah, and, and, and that that is quite visible, and you can feel it—the difference between the, the 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 people that were supposed to be there and the people that are living there, and the the the, the amount of people that left their uh, home cities and and small villages to go to a big city, uh, bringing uh, like a different culture and a different kind of uh, of, of approach to life, uh, informal, not necessarily urban. So all these contradictions and all these. Um, this very uh, contrasted uh, um, contexts and, and cultures really make Luanda like a like a schizophrenic uh, city at, at this moment. So yeah, you have like people with lots of money and the buildings being built with all these modern looks and 
in very, uh, very sophisticated ways. And then you still have uh, the small township uh, traditional house, uh, huge ghettos all around, the, all around the city. Actually, it's more like the people that live in apartments, they are in the ghetto and, and the ghetto is the regular city. Uh, so still water as a as a as an as a as a regular thing for everyone is, is still missing the same thing for electricity uh, so the life has been hard for most of the people that are that they, that, that have uh, spent their lives in, in in Luanda and at the same time creative creatively speaking it's it's definitely quite stimulating to be there because it's like like I said it's so many people coming from these different backgrounds and growing up on a, on a new city um, with different references, so everyone is like very different from one another. And um, till uh, some years ago, there was not like a, a proper TV channel that showcased uh, artists. So people uh, evolved very in, in their very own way, in, in a very original and, and, and self-made way. So you, you can find very different people and different ways of doing the same thing. On, on, on the same city, which is something that nowadays in, on the regular cities you, you miss because we are all, always checking each other's uh, productions and sounds and images and videos. We tend to approach uh, uh, to, to like to a, a mainstream. And, and in Luanda till a few years ago, that, was, that didn't happen. So it, that was the most interesting thing for me to find so many different people and to find so many different uh, personalities uh, in terms of, of art, uh, of, of music and and the, the way people uh, express themselves, it was quite nice. That's the positive side of things, I guess. So, so my, my main influences, uh, it's, it's difficult to, to point like a specific artists because I know that I will miss probably some others that were so important as, but um, I, I would have to point situations and, and the way I, I grew. Um, as I said, I, 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 I grew up listening to, to my, my, my family's music, which again was different from a typical Portuguese uh, family because uh, before the revolution, most of the Portuguese people didn't, didn't listen to black music. It was more about uh, French uh, and Italian music, like easy listening stuff and more traditional Portuguese. So the, the kind of music I used to hear, it was more uh, as, as people used to hear in, in Angola, which was like South African music, American, Brazilian, um, English music. So it was it, that that were like my main my first references. Uh, then I remember having like percussion instruments on 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 my living room, and I used to put uh, shows uh, like uh, with a marimba and a cuica, which is like a Brazilian percussion, with my cousins, uh, like trying to to replicate this this act that was called duo oro negro, which means like the black gold duo. But we were like three. We used to play like did that kind of pop songs of the time, but with the marimba and singing badly. Uh, then later, I, I had this this cousin that was a DJ and, and used to have like these fantastic 12 inches, uh, and I used to record tapes from him. I remember listening a lot to this break dance 
records like Grandmaster Flash or Shaka Khan, Nana Cherry, but also stuff like New Order, everything that he could mix and, and, and put people dancing used, used to have it. And at the same time, one of the other references I have is, is my stepfather, who was a, a jazz bass player, but um, he used to listen like to lots of fusion, like Herbie Hancock and, and also like prog rock bands and hard rock bands. In my room, I used to have like uh, my cousin tapes with all, all sorts of stuff in, in it. Um, I remember listening a lot to the Beach Boys uh, and getting f tapes from, from friends at school. The two most uh, heard bands in my room at the time, I, I have to say, by far it was like The Clash and, and, and The Pixies, probably the bands that I have heard the most when I was a, a teenager. When, when I started going to South Africa, I started buying and, and finding a specific uh, kind of dance music that, that was like uh, growing in South Africa, a mix between house and, and, and other stuff. Uh, people called it Kwaito, uh, also a South African house that still exists uh, till today on a radio called Metro FM. Uh, and, uh, and back in Portugal, there was also always this, this, uh, this uh, Afro music uh, influence in the suburbs, like the early Kuduro or before Kuduro was known as Kuduro, all sorts of African rhythms that used to play in, in African clubs only. Um, later, I, I worked on, on, on radio, mostly on, on indie and non-format radios. And uh, in, in early 2000s, I founded a collective around Afro and, and reggae music called Fazuma. So my influences have got more to do with the context and not necessarily with specific bands. Because I was uh, moving so much from place to place, uh, from one family to another, I think in the end I got this uh, chance to absorb all, all these sorts of, of influences instead of only one coherent one. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna